Hello and welcome to Southern Cross Stadium. It's been 19 games here since the Canberra Transact Capitals were last defeated. Tonight they face the Australian Institute of Sport and they are hoping to continue on their winning way at the top of the Australian Defence Force ladder as the championships games await. The Capitals, top of the table, take on the AIS and it is the AIS with one major in to their side. Liz Cambridge has been cleared to play but under a cloud test Madgan and also Kieran Harrington that will be question marks on their performance tonight. For the Capitals only one out over after the team last night did a job on the Logan Thunder. Michelle Musselwhite only expected to play one out of the two games. She will sit on the bench for the Capitals tonight, not suited up. So that is a important out. We had a chance to talk with both of the coaches ahead of this important clash. Well, Grappy, after a tough game in heat last night, it's another tough afternoon game in heat this afternoon. Yeah, look, I mean, we talked about that before the game. It's, it's hot. It's hot for us. It's hot for them. It's, you know, just handle adversity. In fact, for us, it's good practice for the next few weeks. You know, we're going to... We go to, uh, to Townsville and Logan and they're both, uh, you know, smaller and smaller gyms than this and a bit more like a tin shed. So they're going to be hotter than this. So this is great practice for us to handle the adversity of the heat and get ready for some opponents that we've got to play in and beat on the road. Now Michelle is not suiting up tonight? No, that was always the plan. You know, we're still nursing that foot through so that we don't cause it any more grief before the playoffs. And the plan was always to have her just play one, one game this weekend. So... You know, we just keep building her back in and, and hopefully we'll get some more minutes out of her following the bye. And when you talk about players being rested for a game in the weekend, you'd be happy to know that uh, Lizzie Cambridge is in at the moment for the AOS. Oh, she is playing or not? Oh, OK. So, yeah, I mean, that's, look, that she didn't play on uh, on Friday night and obviously the, the doctors have cleared her for the concussion. So, you know, look, that's a, that's a plus for them. She's a huge focal point and it's great practice for us, you know, to have a big centre in the middle that we have to negotiate and defend. Good luck tonight. Thanks, mate. Well, Dean, a uh, cross-town trip and always a good rivalry between the Caps and the AS, no matter where you are on the table. Yeah, certainly. Both teams seem to lift, you know, local derby and uh, or derby, depending on where you come from. Uh, look, they, they, they've got a lot to play for. Obviously, you know, spent their top spots in their high, home final situation. And for us, you know, every time we step out on the floor, uh, it's another game, so why not take it up to them? Well, unlike across town where you have a nice air-conditioned gym, the Caps are playing their second game in unair-conditioned, tinderbox conditions. Is that going to play to your advantage that you've had the day's break since your last game? Well, it sounds like the tennis, doesn't it? You know, everyone working out what's going to happen with Rafa and uh, Federer. I, look, uh, honestly, uh, I, I'm sure it's probably an advantage in some regard, but they're a seasoned veteran team and, and I don't think it'll be too much of a problem for them at all. So uh, it's pretty equal. OK, now uh, Lizzie back in the side for this game. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's going to be uh, pretty limited. We're going to find out exactly what she can do um, and if she has any reoccurrences of any headaches or anything, so we'll have to take her out. Um, so that's And Tess Majden and, and Karen Harrington are both coming in under a bit of a cloud as well, so we, we could be a bit light on, but you know we're going to know more as we play. Is that... Um how, how big a risk is that, though? Because you do have two sitting on the sidelines that would be keen to suit up. Oh, Alice is out and she's, uh, she rolled her ankle during the week, so she's out through injury and Kate's got a couple of other things that she needs to sort out as well. So we're, we're a little bit lean uh, in terms of you know, what options we've got available to us. So uh, 
we've got a whole group of new girls that have come in as well. We could have registered one of those players this weekend, but we thought that was pretty unfair to bring them in the top of the table clash. You know, that's a pretty daunting task to throw a young, you know, 16 year old into that. So we're going to go with what we've got, and and you know, really that gives girls opportunities in old age. You know. Uh, line to take, but it gives people opportunity. So, you know, why not throw them in and, and the girls that are here that have been here all year and, and get them to step up to the plate. What's the goal for the uh, game? What's the outcome that you've put on them that you want them to achieve? Oh, look, certainly we want to, we've broken down every quarter. Uh, you know, we're looking at a competitive result in every quarter. We're not looking at an overall end result. Uh, we've set ourselves a few challenges defensively. Uh, we've looked at uh, mixing up our defence a little bit, so uh, we want to be able to execute that because obviously we've got to restrict their uh, scoring potential and give ourselves a bit of possession of the ball. Uh, offensively, uh, you can look to see us spread the floor a little bit and try and open things up a bit and try and expose uh, their misma- our mismatches or their mismatches, you know, like big to small. So we're going to try and take it at a couple of their bigs and and uh, see if we can put them under a bit of pressure. Maybe wear out some old legs in that capital side. Yeah, well, you know, we've got nothing to lose. They run, run, run. That's our motto. And, uh, look, I'm sure that they, they want a quality game because they don't want to lose any good form coming in and they've got good form. Uh, I'm sure they're keen to play well and I'm sure every one of them is going to get their job done because they're all vying for court time and rotation and, and you know, and being in good touch. So I'm sure they're not going to try and take this as a, a light game. So, uh you know, we expect them to be up and down the floor. Well, we look forward to the game today. Yeah, certainly. We'll see how it comes out. Well, as you can hear from the coaches, they are both pumped up for big nights. For the AIS, a small losing margin would be a win, as Mark Pierce joins us. And, uh, Piercey, it is top versus bottom, but there's a lot to look forward to in this game. Oh, there is a lot. There is a lot to look forward to. Um, um, Canberra, obviously, going into finals. They don't want to put take the foot off the pedal and uh, the AOS they want to uh, end their season on a, on a high whether that's a, a win here this afternoon or just really playing hard basketball mm. and it's interesting because the Capitals have got Townsville, Logan and Perth all to finish off their season Townsville and Logan away and Perth their final home game of the season well of the regular season mm. obviously as they're top of the table currently they are looking good to have a home final and for people joining us they would be either happy or sad by the score I'm about to give them and a lot of people in Canberra well there's a great rivalry between Canberra and Sydney so when they hear Sydney were defeated by bullying 69 to 76 uh, I think there's probably more smiles and certainly would be more smiles in and around this arena but uh, Sydney will miss out on the finals for the first time in a long time as it now seems like Bendigo will have that fifth spot. Heading out onto the floor to start this game up, it's uh, Abrams, Bibby, Tolo, Hurst and Bishop. For the Institute, well, they don't have the height they would like with Cambridge being minute managed, but they'll have Jerry, Madgan, Ireland... Gaze and uh, coming, yep. and Gaze and uh, Bibby already into a bit of a push and shove around the centre circle All as right. we get set for the tip off. Tapped down by Tolo and Madgan trying to go hard after it, but Hurst gets control. Uh, it's it's be interesting to see what sort of uh, offence Canberra runs. Uh, at the moment, it's just let's get it inside the Bishop, and, and there it is. Bishop draws the foul from Madgan on a first move inside. She was just trying to turn, pivot 
on that inside move and Madgen just got an arm in there, slapped the ball carrying arm and that will be a trip to the line for Abby Bishop who was a bit shaky at the line at the beginning of the season but teams seem to have given us so much practice they've practiced it or you know they've put it back into form a bit like uh, you know when you bat at the tail enders rather than batting at the leading batter <laughs> you give him a chance to get some confidence back that's right there's Jazz Bishop well makes one from two so the Caps lead by one as Ireland brings the ball into the front court now rounded Jerry top of the arc oh but she's been caught on a travel as she had got Tolo slightly out of position I was making a good cut with the ball to the bar and there was a bit of a miscommunication there in defence with uh, Bishop and Tolo, um, but obviously the travel negated all of that anyway. Hurst now, left corner to Bibby, on the left lane, Tolo just trying to muscle her way into the paint, and she does that well, she has a good height advantage over Rachel Jarry, who gets the ball on the front court with a long pass by Gaze, Jarry, reverse layup is good. Just got Tolo expecting it to go straight at the drive then and uh, she was able to turn reverse it and that was enough to give her some space to work over. The, probably the leading blocker in the league. In the league. Down the bottom it is, uh, is Tolo inside to Bishop. Bishop shot doesn't drop the two bigs working in the paint there. Bibby went in across the baseline but his ball ends up going out and it'll be Abrams now who gets the inbound ball to Bishop and Bishop nails another two. Bishop's really taking that leadership role in this club, isn't she? Oh, she is at the moment, and, and it's good to see such a young player uh, being able to lead the team. As now the AAS Island drives in on Hurst. Oh, she got Hurst out of position that time, but couldn't finish it off, and Hurst comes up with the rebound. Hurst brings the ball down the floor, takes off to the baseline. Oh, throws, she zigzags. Almost about 90% of the front court. Tolo's picked up the ball and I think Jerry's going to be called for the foul. So I, think, I think Natalie there will be disappointed that she didn't do a reverse layup on the way through. It was certainly there for the taking, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. First foul for Rachel Jerry as the Capitals. Oh, outside shot from Jess Bibby. Doesn't fall. Bishop looked like she was going to pull that rebound down but it fell out of her hands. Ireland over the top trying to get it to Gaze. And Bibby comes in there, taps it away, and it's over the baseline. So the AIS just only had the one look at the basket clean. In fact, two looks at the basket, and they're 50%, and only two points on the board. 5-2, as the ball works around the perimeter. It's now, it's coming. Drives in, then kicks out to Gaze. Goes back to Madgen. Madgen under a bit of a cloud with that knee. She had troubles with it on Friday night, but her drive to the basket is rewarded 5-4. Seven minutes, 50 to left to go in the first term. It's good to see the AOS taking it to the Caps as well. Oh, Natalie Hurst, first three shots last night were three-pointers. Maybe that's why she didn't want to go for the reverse layup because she's got some rage outside as she knocks down her first points of the game. Eight points to four. The Caps lead the AAS as the inbound pass to Cumming. And Cummings turn around, jump shot on the right lane is good. 8-6 now, Caps lead. Reverse layup is from Abrams. And, well, you heard Dean Kinsman. He said they played last night, uh, the Caps, and the AAS played on Friday. They were going to try and run out the older legs of the Capitals. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that'll, that'll help them at all because I'm pretty sure the Capitals are one of the fittest teams in the league. So well, I, don't, I don't think that'll happen. Certainly the youngest team in the league is the AIS. Well, so yes. if, uh, if they just want to try and wear them out, then they're certainly welcome to it in this weather. 
It is quite warm here at Southern Cross Stadium. Rachel Jerry sits down as Tess Madgan goes to the line there. She was smart enough just as she felt the hit to throw the ball into the air. As uh, Rachel Jerry just heads off the court at the moment. Madgan makes the first and it's ten points to seven. A bit of breathing difficulty there. Mm. As Madgan makes the second and it's back to a two-point game. Seven minutes left to go in the first term and ten points to eight. The Capitals leading the AIS as Hurst works around the perimeter to the left side. Goes for another three. Oh, it hits the back of the island. Tolo tried to pull it down, went to Madgan. Oh, Hurst tried to get on the block shot. Coming was there to pass it on to Ireland and Ireland this time finishes it off. Ten points all. Quick inbound pass goes to Hurst at the half court. Hurst pulls up on the perimeter. Tolo inside. Abrams was cutting hard, but Ireland had her hands all over her and the foul has been called. So, ten points apiece and Abrams, well, it wasn't classed as a shooting foul. So, Abrams now will get the ball from the side. Not quite wrong, uh, not quite sure what's wrong with Jerry. Inbound ball goes to Bishop, Bishop and Bishop just... As we said before, he's just getting so used to being that leadership tall and uh, just took position and said, I own this paint, moved out the AIS player and put in the shot. Coming now, takes on Bibby, dribbles into the paint, gets the right elbow, pull-up jumper, just a little bit too hard and Tolo gets the rebound. As Hurst drives down the left lane, banks it in but the shot won't count and it will be another ball from the side. Sorry, you were going to say about that last play. Oh, it wasn't about the last play. It was um, one thing I've noticed throughout this season uh, with um, Kelly Abrams. Uh, the leadership that she's provided this team this year has been terrific. Uh, on the court, off the court. And it's just a testament to the way that this uh, young lady can play. It is indeed. Chantel Pereira has gone out onto the floor now for uh, the... Uh, for the... Uh, the Bibi, yeah, and uh, it was funny, I was looking at a media guide from 1998 and there was Jess Bibby in with the Dandenong Rangers, so certainly she doesn't look uh, that old and certainly isn't that old, but been in this league and uh, suffered a lot of injuries along the way over in America as well, but uh, good to see her still playing at her best. Rosie Maltz out there for the AIS as they almost got caught on a, a heavy press by the Capitals. It's 12-10, Capitals leading, 5 minutes 50. Malt over the top, oh, Bishop just reaching into that player in Abrams. Abrams now brings the ball down the floor, and of course, uh, well, there's a lot of players with their different, uh, different things, but Kelly Abrams in the long white socks is certainly one. Inbound ball, Tolo with a hot pass to Bishop down in the paint low post. She's being watched by Michelle Joy, and Joy doesn't give away too much height to Bishop, but Bishop, just with that confidence and uh, sweet movement, gets the Caps out to a four-point lead now. And Bishop, leading scorer, with seven for the game. Yeah, Bishop, Bishop uh, had a good, very good seal on her then, and uh, that allowed that pass to be made inside for the, for the score. Well, turnovers both ways now, the Caps and the AIS. And so the ball was in the centre of the court for a long while. Eventually, the whistle on the play went against AIS, I think. But at the same time, it was Dean Kinsman who has called a timeout and he wants to have a chat to this AIS team who at the moment are only four points behind the Capitals at the halfway point 
of the quarter. And Mark, that's not a bad position for this young team to be in. No, it's actually quite a, a good position for them. Um, they're, they're out there, they're playing hard. Um, their skill level is fairly high. Um, you know, they, they're um, taking the caps pressure. Um, they're moving the ball very well. And they're, they're getting some shots away. Not all of them are falling, but um, they're in there. They're in this game for sure. Well, the Caps have had 10 shots at the basket to the AIS only, the seven. But Caps shooting at 60%, that is a, a great shooting percentage. And the Caps shooting percentage all year has been extremely good. Yeah, uh, 57 for the AIS. They are yet to have a go from the outside, which obviously shows that they've been confident with their bigs getting position. And remembering that Liz Cambridge hasn't taken the floor yet, it's good to see Jerry and Joy and uh, the other four fives and three fours that are having to play four five yeah. are confident to go to the paint. Joy has the ball now as Rowe puts up the shot. It was a three-point attempt that time. It rattled off the iron. Hurst brings it into the front court for the Capitals now. Four minutes and 55 seconds left to go in the uh, term. Tolo gets the inbound ball, goes to Pereira. Pereira, she's not afraid to drive at the basket, but it doesn't drop. Tolo has two goes of putting it back in. Bishop, oh, wrestling with Joy. And uh, I guess the question was asking about how long can she have it in the paint. Dean Kinsman said she had the ball for five seconds. What happened to the three-second rule? Abrams goes at the basket. Now the AAS have given away the foul as uh, I think Rosie Malt will be called for her first personal. I think, I think the AIS, too, have to change their offence a little. Uh, I think they're going to have to start putting the ball to the floor and taking the, the bigger Caps players on. Uh, that's one way that they're going to get their uh, good shots away. It's interesting. Leading scorer for the AIS at the moment, Tess Madgen, with four points. And then it's a whole bunch of uh, players with two to make up their ten. Well, three more players with two to make up their ten. So uh, that's a good sign that the uh, AIS are getting a number of scorers out there. Because you know on the Caps roster, every one of their players has scored points in the WNBL. Oh, yes. Oh, Pereira makes the, the steal on Farley. And Pereira goes to finish it off. Oh, good work by, Mad, uh, by uh, Harrington that time, who just took up the space and made uh, Pereira take an extra step on the layup. It didn't fall. 16-10, make that. 18-10 as Tolo, working inside, gets a good shot. Five minutes and 50 seconds. Harrington now. Harrington with some concerns about her back goes to Farley. Farley tries to take on the bigs. Kicks it out. Joy. Then it goes to Rowe. Rowe gets into the paint. Points. Travel. They don't count. Yeah, travel. So, But that's what I'm saying there too. At least uh, Caitlin tried to put the ball to the floor and take a player on. Well, Rowe and Harrington come out as Jerry and Gaze go back in for the AAS. Hurst brings the ball down. No pressure on Hurst at the moment. Pereira inside Bishop, and that is beautiful work from Abby Bishop. And this lead, since the timeout, has started to blow out. Six points the Caps have put on since that timeout, and that's in the last two and a half minutes. Gaze goes to Jerry. Oh, Jerry's been called for a full start now. And... uh, that's uh, basketball one-on-one. Jer- Jerry's going to uh, cop a, a talking to as well for throwing the ball away. But, uh, but yeah, that's one-on-one, isn't it? Turnovers are killing them at the moment. Since that timeout, I think they've had two or three turnovers. You, you try to call the timeout, of course, to uh, stop the run. You hope it doesn't create the run. Yeah, they've, they've gone 
it's uh, Bibby now, bounce pass inside to Bishop. Bishop goes outside to Hurst, top of the arc. Bishop then goes up to the top of the right-hand post and the jump shot doesn't fall, but Pereira pulls down the rebound. Pereira now watched by Malt. Malt gets a hand on the pass going to Bishop and Jerry will come up with it. Jerry lost her dribble then and has been called for a, uh, well, a double dribble. There's there's another turnover. Yeah, and it was interesting because she realised she'd lost the dribble. She let it bounce a second time and then grabbed it to pass it and they've called her on it. I I would have thought... She was unlucky. I thought when she caught it and passed it straight away, that wouldn't have been a dribble. Inside Bishop, Joy... Oh, Bishop's been called for the travel now. So they're certainly red hot on the travel tonight. They're not red hot on the three-second rule. (laughs) We've worked out what they're calling. Having a bit of an issue with the... uh, the travels, we are tonight. How frustrating as a coach is it for you when that just seems oh. to become the turnover of choice? Well, it is very frustrating. It's not just frustrating for coaches, it is for players as well. Oh, Jerry just working on a hard drive, but Tolo gave her nothing to shoot Last at. Break. Uh, left side is Bibby, puts up the three. Jerry's off again as players are slipping over everywhere. And Jerry again throwing the ball away, unhappy that she was on a fast break that time and they decided to call up the play. It was, uh, well, it was an interesting whistle. Joy sits down. They are sweeping the court, but you would think if a player's on a fast break, leaving the slippery area, why would you call up the play then? Pull it up uh, when the play's finished. That's Mm. when you should. Madgen brings the ball into the front court, goes to Gaze on the perimeter. Gaze being watched by Hurst. Coming back to Madgen. Madgen working around. She's working anti-clockwise. Oh, goes into the paint and draws the foul out of Peter Sinclair, who's just checked into the game. That was a tolo. <laughs> yes, and that, that was a good move by Madgen there. Just uh, decided to chance her arm and uh, went in there. Sinclair, a known defensive player. So, you know, you know you're getting a work over when you're taking her on. Madgen put a lot of air on it. It's 20 points to 10, so in the last minute, the AS have stopped the scoring. Unfortunately, they haven't done any themselves. And one from two. So it's back to a nine-point ball game here with two minutes left in the first turn. Over the top to Sinclair, back to Bibby. Bibby drives baseline. Oh, Pereira does well to pull it in as the pass was wild. Goes to Bibby, then to Bishop. Bishop puts up the shot. The points will count. And Madgen now will get her second personal foul. So Bishop already with nine points for the game. She goes to the line to get her, uh, well, to get her first stat in double figures. Madgen comes back in now as Joy heads back out for her. Harrington, I thought Harrington was heading out on the court. No, she's picking something up. I think Dean has to uh, now change his defence a little. Go Um, to his own? Yeah, throw something different at the caps. Uh, Make them think about other things, even if it's only for a couple of players. Abby Bishop, 11 points for the game. Gaze, oh, she was lucky as Hurst was trying to steal a wild pass. Goes to coming, back to Gaze. Gaze tries to bank one in. Sinclair was there to do the rebounding. And Hurst is off to the races. 
23-11, Caps leading as Bibby goes for a three. You can't leave Bibby alone out on the uh, outskirts of the court because she will knock him down every time. 26-11, minute 20 left to go in the first quarter. And again, Hurst gets in there, makes the steal. No, she had a foot on the sideline as she took off then. But uh, certainly, Mark, you've seen Natalie Hurst for a long, long time now. And this year, she has uh, got herself into contention almost for all five. All star five. Well, she has, and um, that's a testament to her. She's been doing a lot of work, uh, not not just with the uh, you know like individuals and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, it's been a good year for her, and I think her confidence is sky high at the moment. Katie Gaze and uh, Dean Kinsman just having a chat on the bench there. It looks like they're having a bit of a joke at the same time, as uh, Katie ends up in a coughing fit after the uh, discussion. It's 26-11. We've got the uh, scoreboard just uh, causing this slight break in play as they are running the clock down. A minute and five seconds left to go in the first term. I'm I'm not sure what the uh, cause of the reset. In fact, they're resetting the clock again. Leading scorer, Abby Bishop, with 12 points for the Capitals. Both teams now just going into a huddle to... uh, have a chat about the situation they find themselves in as we look at the rest of the capital scorers. And it looks like we might... Oh, I've lost the... Uh, just as I wanted to go to the box score, I lost it. But uh, they're still resetting the tie. It is four points apiece to Tolo and Abrams, three points to Hurst. Then it is also three points to Jess Bibby. For the AIS, leading scorer Madgen with five. Then it's coming with two, along with Jerry and also Kelsey Ireland. So away we go again, the AIS with the ball. Harrington oh, gets away from the double trap, then kicks it wide to Jerry. Jerry faked the three. Bishop crashed into her, but there was no call. And now Jerry, uh, Joy is going to be called for a bump on the rebounding contest on Sinclair. And well, no, the no, second found on Sinclair. Well, I was wondering how they could call it on Jerry in that competition when they didn't call it on Bishop outside when uh, it was a nice fake pump there by Jerry. It was. Yeah, Sinclair got a bit of her arm before she got the ball. So. Mm. But the AIS, well, they're looking to try and close this gap back. 26-12 with a shot to come. The AIS shooting at 36% from the field. And that's just not good enough in the league when you're playing a team that's shooting above 50 in the Capitals who have come down from 60% now to 53, but still good numbers. Inside the last minute in the first time, Sinclair bombs it in to Bishop and Bishop being called for the travel. So I guess when you're sitting on the sidelines as coach, Mark, you can't do much about these travels. Oh, no, you can't, but the players can because they're the ones with the ball. (laughs) As Cumming brings the ball down, kicks it to the right side to Harrington, back to Joy. Joy has time for the three and she knocks it down. So back to a 10-point game. And, uh, well, Sinclair there gave Joy a lot of time. She was almost tempting her to go for the three. 30 seconds left. Hurst works to the left side. And then a whistle-off play. Oh, an armbar has been called on Joy against Sinclair. And that is unfortunate because the AIS, well, both teams actually in the bonus now, so it will send Sinclair to the line. So just when they got it close to 10 points, 
They have uh, given some charity up to Sinclair. Yeah, but the best part about it is that uh, the AOS, they, they haven't given in. Obviously, it's only the first quarter, but they're, um, they've come out after that little mini run by the Caps. Yep. And um, they're taking it right to them now. They are indeed. Sinclair makes both as the AIS. 26 seconds left in the first term, so they've got one more possession here. Goes to Malt, the pass. Oh, good work by Joy, who managed to get away from Ferreira, but Joy's shot doesn't fall. Jerry now has got the rebound, and the AIS will set up. 11 seconds left to go in the turn. Jerry backing away, uh, sorry, coming backing away, good screen, Joy goes to Jerry, Jerry in the end had to pump something up and uh, it wasn't a good shot selection there at the end of the quarter, they, they mucked about with it a little bit too much and in the end they gave it to a player who was so far out of position she had to put up a prayer. Well not just that, it, they, really, they really should be just uh, shot faking and driving on the caps because at the moment their split line isn't, isn't there. So they should be um, taking full advantage of that. Well, at 28 points to 16 here at the Southern Cross Stadium and uh, impressive record here at Southern Cross Stadium, Mark, with the Capitals undefeated for 19 games at this venue. And, uh, well, you'd be a brave man if you said it was going to stop there tonight. Uh, I'll, I'll be brave and say it won't be. It won't stop. It won't stop. <laughs> that, uh, that's a very good record to have here. 28 to 16, the Capitals against the AIS. As we went through the uh, scorers just a few moments ago, Bishop with 12, and now the AIS with two on five points. Madkin, and also just looking to see who has cracked the five-point barrier as well. It's Madkin and Michelle Joy. Then looking at the uh, rebounding. And then again, Natalie Hurst, four rebounds. Mariana Tolo with three. Rachel Jarry, three boards for the AIS. It is Kelly Abrams with two assists and Mariana Tolo with one block shot. And Mariana Tolo's block shot record for the year is absolutely uh, astounding. She had six last night. And that was a game she only played about three quarters of, if that. Yeah, she's had another outstanding season with the... Uh, with the Caps. Now, there's a, a young talent now, right, right now, that in any other team could probably start and probably should. Um, obviously, with the, the talent that the, the Caps have, she's biding her time on the bench and uh, it's working, working well. Well, she did start tonight and obviously we haven't seen Tracy Beattie, so they're, they're using this opportunity to give these players that, as you said, Peter Sinclair would probably start in a few other teams as well. Um, you, Pereira was starting with Dandenong last year. That's right. Bibby yeah. would start with Dandenong in championship years. So, you know, you, you get down the bench. Muscle White, who's uh, not playing tonight, but she was a starter definitely. with Sydney. And, yes, and, uh, and Muscle White has played in uh, about four losing grand finals and has been a starter in four grand final sides. So hopefully, certainly hopefully her luck will change. <laughs> yes, that's right. As, uh, both teams heading back out onto the floor will be the AIS ball. Michelle Joy, Jarry, oh, and the inbound pass from Cumming goes to Jarry now. Maltz out there along with Harrington. It's hand off to Joy. Joy driving at Bishop. Pass was high. Jerry taking on Tolo now. Outlet pass. Malt. Now to, Har uh, to Harrington. Harrington had the three-point shot attempt. It fell down and Joy's come up with it. That's what you've uh, been wanting though. More, uh, more movement. Yeah, more, a lot more movement. That was like very good crisp passing. 
Uh, they found the open players, just the shot never went. But they got on the boards and got an offensive board. Joy for three, rattles off the front of the iron and the Hurst brings down another board. That makes her five for the game now. Hurst into the corner, goes to Pereira. Pereira now, bounce pass inside to Bishop. Bishop off to Bibby. Bibby drives at the basket and she'll never die wondering. And I guess the left hand throws everyone off too. She's just got such a, an ease of shot off the left-hand side. You don't even look like she's about to shoot it, and bang, oh. it's in the basket. Uh, she's very quick release. Bishop has been drawn on the foul here this time on Joy, who once again, they're listening to you, Mark. Joy on a hard drive at the basket, draws out the foul from Bishop. And they are, they are um, testing out this uh, Capitals uh, uh, split-line defence. As Bishop sits down, Sinclair comes out and it will be Joy at the line. Gaze also coming in for Harrington, I think it was. No, Harrington's still out there. Uh, for I can't see who she subbed in for. Malt, that was uh, she yep. subbed in for. Joy puts the ball on the back of the eye in the second shot. So it's 30-17 as... Hurst on the right wing. Oh, Joy reads it well, gets in front. Hurst comes back to defend, but Joy just can't bank it in and Sinclair pulls down the board. That is a basket that should have been made. Yep. Sinclair goes to Pereira. Pereira driving baseline. Comes up to Jerry. Outlets to Bibby. And Bibby, it was in the hole. It, oh, good. That time Harrington muscles. Out the way, Tolo throws it down court, coming throws it back to Harrington as she was falling out of court. Another wild pass gets tapped away and the AS will get the ball inbound from Gaze. Harrington coming, goes to Joy. Joy now drives at Sinclair, gets in the paint. Oh, she left it a little short, got her own rebound and put it back in. But again, they're driving at the basket. You scouted this Canberra team before you got here, Mark. Oh, no. <laughs> I know a little bit about him. <laughs> As Hurst, oh, she's got the AS defence in circles. Can't finish it off. And we've seen that a number of times today where shooters just haven't had the right finger roll on it. They're making all the right moves. Just the, the finish is letting them down. Yeah. Both teams just having their moments. It's 30 points to 19 here at Southern Cross Stadium as Michelle Joy is now going to go outside to try and get some fresh air. As... Well, both teams suffering from the heat. Coming, goes into the front court. Now, it goes to Gaze, Island, Jerry. Jerry driving into the paint, Tolo. Oh, it's been called. She had the arm up there for the block shot, but just came down and chopped the arms. So, 30 points to 19, and it will be Jerry going to the line. And again, they're just pressuring. The uh, Caps with some good solid drives. Good shot. And Jerry makes the first. Makes the second. And it's back down to a nine-point ball game. 30-21 as Hurst brings the ball down the floor. Hurst with Ireland watching Hurst. Oh, Ireland makes the steal and the AIS. Get down the floor. Abrams gets back. Kick away. Two are coming. And, of course, Abrams, whenever she's in trouble, throws out the boot. Throws out the boot. And uh, 
uh, once again part of the leadership. And last night I said I'd like to see uh, Abrams knock down some more threes. And no sooner than I said it, then uh, she had put up about three or four, made about 50% from out there. And that's when you know the Caps are uh, really starting to fire as the AAS again, Madgan tries from outside and Tolo brings down the rebound. But uh, when Abs, who is a, is a defender by nature, starts looking for the threes, you know that they're full of confidence and they're really seeing the, seeing the ball well. Yeah, I, I know Kel wouldn't like being called a, a defensive specialist, so I'm pretty sure she wouldn't want to be in the same sort of... Uh, or tagged like a McInerney, a non-scorer, but just a, a defensive player. Uh, Abrams has a lot of firepower about her when she gets going. She is a confidence player, mm. so when she hits that first shot, look out. <laughs> As uh, Well, up the other end, the Caps turn it over. 30-23, to 23, Madgen drives it all the way down and finishes off with a strong layup. You're shaking your head there. There was no D. <laughs> no, none whatsoever, and that's not a good sign for the Caps coming into finals. I tell you what, I remember seeing a, a, a AIS Caps game at Albury I got to call and that was uh, both teams in the 80s and this is very much reminiscent to it because the ball is just going end to end and uh, Brownie said it yeah, felt like a shootout at the OK Corral. He didn't sanction it but he said it was good to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, Time out being called by the Caps. Uh, it's interesting to see too that these uh, AOS players are starting to go down like nine pins at the yeah, moment. Yeah, we we had it uh, as if the uh, the AOS team were uh, going to be the ones to go with their all all day fitness regime that they yeah. get to enjoy being uh, the students, as it were. It's right. uh, not working to their favour, and no. perhaps they've perhaps they have gone and uh, they've gone full throttle, as it were, and. And too hard too early. Yes. And the Caps, who obviously are pacing themselves for bigger things, um, well, they're doing what they have to at the moment. And I don't think the Caps uh, are pushing too many points. They're, they're giving an opportunity to Sinclair, Pereira. Um, <laughs> you say giving an opportunity to Bibby, but as we've already established, Bibby in the league for 11 years now. It's, it's not really an opportunity when you have just Bibby out there. It's just a, a luxury. Yeah, and has been an outstanding player for Danny Nung and Canberra. Mm. As the timeout, Ireland, uh, Rowe, coming, Madgen and Gaze. So it will be a uh, not the tallest lineup you could expect from the AIS. And it'll be interesting to see how soon they put Liz Cumbage out there. And perhaps this is just a, uh, a bit of a battle of the minds. They're not going to play Tracy Beatty until Cambridge comes out. Well, I think too with uh, the AOS playing the way they are at the moment and staying in this game and uh, challenging the Caps, that uh, Cambridge will be sitting on the bench a little bit longer. Because they do get a bit Liz-focused too. Yeah, they do. They do. Well, Michelle Joy coming... Uh, back towards the bench but not yet back at the bench after she's been receiving some attention out the back here and the Caps still yet to make a score they've only scored two points in this quarter mark as the AIS have scored nine but an inbound passing error by the AIS has seen them turn it over and I would expect the Caps to score off this play and normally um, Carrie Graff would be uh, very annoyed by now but uh she seems to be quite calm and collected. And Abby Bishop across the charity strike. A fadeaway falling jump shot. And it's 32-23. Nine point ball game. 
as the AS working it up the floor. Island just can't shake away Hurst. Goes over to Cumming. Rose in the paint. Rowe shot blocked again by Tolo. And uh, Tolo certainly... Oh, Madgen. I don't know what Madgen was thinking there. She put a, a shirt check. front. It was a body check. Yeah, it was a shirt front on uh, uh, Kelly Abrams. So, of course, Kelly Abrams has played a bit of football in a time. Yes. So she can more than well take a hit like that. But Madgen sits down because that's her third personal foul, which, of course, is a worry for the AIS. Cumming is also going to sit down because Cumming second year at the shoot and had one year at Dandenong before that. Hurst with the jump shot rattles it in from the uh, from the line, but it was a, a field goal. So 34-23 and the Caps just uh, well touch the accelerator and they start scoring. Bree Farley is back out there now. Rowe takes on Tolo. She found room, but unfortunately. A travel, and uh, well, Caitlin Rowe did the right thing, got Tolo away from her, because a lot of players just haven't worked out the uh, reach of Tolo, and so often Tolo gets blocked just because she has her arms in the space. They don't give themselves that room. They don't go back and give them room to shoot over. She has a very long reach. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Yep. As Hurst bounced past low to Bishop. Tried to get the feedback, but uh, Ireland wouldn't let it go. Has to go back. Hand off to Bishop for three off the side of the iron. Bishop's going to collect it herself as Jerry lost a footing. Hurst now, cross-court pass. Then goes back to Abrams. Tolo in the paint. And oh, Rowe gets frustrated there. Slaps the arms. The ball didn't go in, but it will be Tolo at the line to shoot too. And timeout is called by Dean Kinsman. It's good penetration from Kelly Abrams. And she could have taken the three-point three shot. Uh, decided against it, put the ball to the floor, drew the defender, dished to Tolo, who got fouled but missed that another easy basket. That's frustrating you, isn't it, mate? It does, it does. Because, Just like, in the important games, you can't afford to be missing those easy no, baskets. No. The Caps shooting percentage, oh, well, we at, at quarter time was 53%. Unfortunately, the live stats have uh, died on us here, so... I uh, can't keep you up to date on what that shooting percentage is, but it's going down at both ends of the floor. Oh, definitely. Uh, the pressure from both teams too in the, at the defensive end is causing those uh, percentages to drop. And interesting, once again, we're seeing Coach Graff uh, running a couple of different uh, combinations out on the floor too. It is, and as we said earlier, that you know I'm pretty sure she's trying to get everyone in and and um, work them before the finals. I think she's got another three games to go uh, before finals. Uh, so she wants everyone ship-shape. Well, it's Pereira, Hurst, Tolo, Bishop and Abrams who return to the floor for the Capitals, uh, while Farley, Rowe, Ireland, Jerry and Gaze come out for the AAS. And uh, I guess there's another aspect to it too, you know. You don't want to be out there disrespecting your opposition at the same time. No. Um, the Caps won't do that, but they really just... I know they're going to just focus on winning this game. Yep. Now, uh, Graffy may not rotate everyone as, as she'd like to, depending on uh, the way they're playing. Mm. So, but Tol- it is, it is a, a must-win game for them to Tol- uh, host the final. Tolo knocks down to the Capitals on 16-2 and two for the game. They'll get to 17-2 and two 
you would expect by the end of this round as Jerry oh, tries the layup but just leaves it over the basket. Tolo pulls it down and Hurst goes back with the ball into the right wing. Into the corner is Pereira right side. Bishop's on the right post. Into the paint. Oh, good work by Jerry. Didn't get faked. Yeah, has to go back outside. Abrams inside to Tolo. Back to Abrams who's driving baseline. Tried the reverse layup. Put it into the underside of the basket. And I think maybe there was, was a touch blocked. on it. It was blocked by It was Ray. blocked, okay. So it will be a chance. Rose sits down after a good block. Abrams inbounds. Oh, great block by Bree Farley on Bishop. Bishop got surprised there as the ball kicks quickly to Ireland. Ireland now goes up the top to Gaze. Gaze takes on Abrams. Outside, Jerry takes on Tolo. Oh, Jerry had Tolo with a back to her but had already decided to keep driving and uh, she draws out the foul on Tolo, but uh, Jerry... She's not well. Yeah, she's not well. She's taken a a few knocks already in this game and has already had one visit outside for uh, a few moments. Yes, just outside checking the garden. Bowley goes... uh, Bowley goes out there now. I better say Bowley. Jerry makes the first. As Abrams. Jerry makes one from two. 36-24, three minutes 50. Inside, Bowley banks it in. A nice little hook shot over the top of Joy. That's a good move. Coming straight off the bench, straight into the play. Joy goes hard at Bowley that time and just got herself a little bit too far under the basket and couldn't get the layup to land. Bishop brings it up to the halfway line then gives it off to Hurst. Hurst gets a screen from Bowley. Ireland trying to go with her but Hurst doesn't give it away in the end. Has to go to Abrams, left side. Into Pereira. Oh, Pereira. Way too much room. And that ball, it must have bounced on the ring five times before it dropped. It just sat there for an eternity. Barley, oh, goes to Joy. Joy wasn't expecting that. Gives it off to Jerry. Jerry, round, takes on Barley and gets the points to count as Barley. I thought she was just standing there. I didn't see any arm movement, but they've picked out the foul and Jerry's going to go back to the line to shoot the bonus. 40 plays, 26 as the AIS try to keep this, uh, try to keep this score under 20. Because uh, one of the team goals for the AIS just about every year is to uh, make sure that they are never beaten by more than 20 points. Jerry looks good off the hand. Oh, it rattles around. Joy pulls down the rebound. Over the top. Oh, Pereira. Gee, she plays tall, that girl. Got a great vertical leap. She'll bring the ball down as she managed to steal that ball away on the rebound. Bishop at the top of the arc. Left side goes to Abrams. Abrams takes on Farley, makes the shot, and Farley will be called for the foul. 42-26 here, and the Capitals will go to the line. Yeah, the Caps have just turned on the afterburners. They're, they're just going to uh, the basket at every opportunity they can now. And, uh, yeah, just driving to the basket too, which is something that uh, you don't often see even the bigs getting at, but... Uh, of course, it was one of the most potent things that uh, Lauren Jackson had in her game with the drive to the basket. And uh, oh. when, once she got into that shin problem, she couldn't or wasn't willing to uh, 
drive it as hard as what she could. But it's good when you see Tolo and Bishop all making that effort. Jerry fakes, drives it, gets Bishop off balance, goes out with an outlet pass though, and it will drop, not drop well, Jerry and Pereira. (laughs) Wrestling for the ball. Jerry's got that throw away down to perfection, hasn't she? Yes. <laughs> uh, Straight at Pereira. <laughs> <laughs> As Biddy looks to inbound the ball. Full court pressure from the AIS. Pereira will get the ball. Coming is watching her. 36-26. The capped just controlling this game nicely now. As hitting the deck is that uh, Bishop. So Bishop's given a nog and a bit of a knock there. And uh, as she gets helped up from the ground, both teams are in the bonus and it's the second personal foul on, I think, uh, that was called on Jerry, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. There's a bit of traffic there, but I think there might have been a, a drop of the shoulder. <laughs> 43-26 and Bishop, oh, off the back of the iron. As she gets set for oh. the next Pereira falling to the ground. The court seems very slippery on that end. But um, what did they blow on that play? I, I heard the whistle and I didn't see any action. Uh, they just travel? No, they just let it go. It oh, after okay. the rebound, uh, Chantello copped a bit of an arm. Mm. and fell to the floor. Play on. Yep. Okay, (laughs) it's coming, takes it all the way. Oh, leaves the layup short. Outlet. It's Harrington now for three in the left corner. Oh, good work from Joy. But uh, Bibby had her jumper that time and you you could see the big tug on the singlet and uh, the shot didn't drop for Joy but she'll go to the line to uh, make up for it. 44-26 here with two minutes and five seconds left to go in the quarter. And in fact in the half. So as ooh, Michelle Joy bit hard off the back of the iron that time. Yeah, three throw percentages aren't too crash out in this one. Then neither of the uh, three point percentages either. Makes one from two does Michelle Joy. Pereira now working around left side Goes to Bibby inside to Bishop. Well, Bishop copped the knock that time from Malt, but it didn't stop her from putting it in. And it's 26 to 27. 46 to 27, sorry. It's coming. Goes to the right-hand elbow. Leaves the shot short again. I guess that's a side of tiredness when the shots are short. Bibby takes it all the way. Nothing short about Bibby except her height. The shot was banked in beautifully. And 48 27. Oh, Bishop with a big steal at half court. Jerry reached in but goes to Bibby now. Off the back of the iron, Bishop does the rebounding. And Abrams, just inside the front court, sets up and controls the play. Right side, she dribbles at the basket, dumps off to Bowley. And Jerry, oh, Bowley's been called for the charge. I think it was Jerry knocking the arms that would have been the worst offence there. But... Charge called. Yeah, I'm, on not a, I'm, not, I'm not a bowling. referee, but I would have let that one go. Two fouls on Bowley now. And of course, as that was an offensive foul, we don't walk the floor. Joy, 
Harrington in the backcourt still. Harrington now gets to the front court, goes to Cumming. Cumming, two uh, Foreman Dandenong Rangers players, but they didn't play together there. Bowley gets the tap away, and it's the Caps into the front court once again, inside the last minute of the half. As Abrams goes to Bishop, Bishop fakes, takes on the drive, had to pull up as the bounce was uh, terrible. Harrington and uh, Bibby both hitting the deck. Harrington playing with a uh, dodgy back. And Harrington has picked up her third personal. Well, uh, there'll be a change now. Yes, there will. Ireland heading back out on the floor. Harrington will come back and sit down for a break. Cumming is coming over to have a chat with Dean Kinsman. Well, I don't know if there's much chatting involved. I think it's more of uh, getting that's further one, instruction. That's one-sided. Yes. Bibby, ooh, first one rattles in and out. And uh, Kieran Harrington just uh, getting some work done at the moment. One from two for Bibby. 49 plays 27. 33 seconds left to play in the half as Ireland gets it into the front court. They've, oh, Pereira gets a tap. Cumming has to come back for the ball. Gives it to Jerry. Back to Cumming. Cumming dumps out to Joy, but Joy had to have a double take on the pickup. Joy with a good dry attack at the basket and a hook shot to land it. Uh, ten seconds left and uh, Kelly Abrams going to run a play here. Yeah, Kelly Abrams gets to Jerry. Oh, leaves the shot short. Jerry comes up with the ball, but time runs out. Jerry goes for a big speculator at three-quarter court and at half-time it's a 20-point margin here at Southern Cross Stadium. It is the Capitals, 49, leading the AIS, 29. We'll take a break here on Sport Radio and be back with all the action in the second half. Welcome back to Southern Cross Stadium as both teams are out there and ready to get going once again. We have, uh, well, an interesting position. 20 points of difference here at the long break. And, uh, well, the Cats have uh, really not had to show too much. They've done enough. And uh, certainly when they just put their foot on the accelerator slightly, you see a lot of potential there. Yeah, it's, it's like they, uh, they go to another gear and they just go, oh, well, let's just pull away from them for a little bit. And but to the... The Chutes uh, credit, they keep coming back at them and they're making a, a very good game of it. It's actually quite a physical game. It um, always seems to be rugby in Canberra. <laughs> I don't know, but last night there was some pretty physical game and then at the Chute on Friday night, Logan had a game of rugby as well. I, I never saw... I saw about half of that one. Hmm. But, uh, it is, well, an interesting position to be in, hoping... I will have stats here at some stage of this second half as 49 to 29 and Liz Cambridge and Tracy Beattie both yet to see court time and it's almost uh, a bit like uh, a Mexican standoff, isn't it? We're just going to have these two big sitting on the sideline waiting for you to see who uh, blinks first. Yeah, they're just trying to scare one another. That's it. That's all. Well, the trash talk all week has been between uh, Tolo and Tolo B- Bishop and uh, Cambridge. They've uh, all been having, a, you know, a, a 
bit of a jocular war of words between each other. No, nothing, nothing like a bit of friendly banter. That's it, exactly. As we get said, it's Abrams, Hurst, Tolo, Bibby and Bishop for the Capitals who have first use of the ball. Inbound pass goes to Hurst who brings it in the front court. She fake pumps to Tolo, gives it off to Abrams. Abrams, look away, bounce pass goes to Tolo. Tolo's pass though is tapped away by Cambridge and it will be AIS ball. Inside, Jarry outside for Ireland. Rattles off the island. Bishop is there boxing out well. And it's Caps into the front court already. Hurst quickly to Bibby. Bibby drives baseline and baseline. Just, she looks like she's going for a reverse layup, but it's because she's a left-hander. She just pumps up the J. <laughs> uh, she's got all the tricks. There, but to right post. Tolo, oh, the skyhook wasn't there, but her reach is just incredible. Oh. Oh, the skyhook wasn't there, but her reach is just incredible and gets the put in. 53-29, the AIS yet to score here in the second half. And the Caps, well, they're on the accelerator again. They are. Jerry for three at the top of the arc, rattles off the iron. And Bishop, well, she's into a double-double now because that's the third rebound of this quarter. Hurst bringing it down the left wing for the Capitals as... They go to Abram, still on the wing. Top of the arc, Bishop thought about a three, then gave it off to Bibby. Bibby, oh, coming, has uh, just lent in and, and shuffled as Bibby was changing directions there. And they have seen the uh, first personal foul on Steph coming. I thought she might have had at least one earlier, certainly with the physicality of the game. Yeah, I think you would have thought she'd had uh, a foul at least. I think straight after the break, I think uh, Carrie's had a couple of quiet words to some of these players um, about what they are doing, what they want to achieve in this game, because they've come out all, all guns blazing at the moment. They're taking it right through the Institute now. Bibby now sees uh, a conversion there, 54, plays 29. As Jerry has it round the perimeter, goes to Gaze, now to Madgen. Madgen has time, and she knocks down her first three-pointer for the night. On 54-32, as the Caps. On the left wing, Hurst. Bibby's in the left corner. Hurst fakes, but and then Abrams goes back to her. Abrams! Oh, that is, didn't even look like she was shooting then, and she just pushed it through the basket net. Three-point attempt. 57 to 32, outlet pass, Abram gets in the lane, kicks it to Hurst, Hurst pull up jump shot, is off the iron and coming, now we'll run it down the floor, coming, pulls up when she gets to Tolo, hand off to Gaze, cross court, left wing to Ireland, Ireland zigzags, kick out to Madgen, Madgen drives baseline, oh looking to kick it to the corner, Cambridge, it had, sorry, it was uh, coming. who had the ball intercepted from Bibby. Bibby just bounced it. It went back forward to the AIS and all of a sudden we have a whistle off the play and it's so going to be... Sh- the shot clock was reset. Reset, okay, when the Caps took the ball but then the AIS got it straight back. Yeah. As the inbound pass... Well, the shot clock is still at 24 seconds, so... Jerry takes on Tolo, and uh, that's a lot of confidence from Jerry there to try and drive into the body of Tolo and then put a shot up around her. And in actual fact, she got her hands around the back of it to put the shot up. And Jerry's in there. She's having a real, uh, real hot go at this. 
Hurst. Not scared of these players. No. Oh, good work from Hurst. Got away from Ireland and then knocked down a very long range too. 59 plays, 34. Six minutes, 50 left to go in this quarter. There's Jerry. Oh, just she was thinking too much and had about 14 things going on in her head and didn't do any of them. <laughs> uh, Jerry frustrating herself there. As Ireland steps off the court and Harrington comes back out for the Capitals. Lauren Jensen in for... Yep. Jansen, Jansen and Gaze already shirt fronting each other. Jansen will get the ball as she gets away from Gaze at the top of the arc. Gives it to Abrams. Abrams inside makes the shot. So is that an assist to Jansen? No. <laughs> Nearly. Yes. As Harrington brings it down, pushes it to the left side. Gaze for three. All net. 61 plays, 37. Starting to go up tempo a little bit, both teams. Yes, Jansen now over the top to Tolo, outside to Bishop. Bishop, big arc on the ball for three. Tolo gets it back, she can't put it in. Bishop going after it, Jerry two. I think Jerry had last touch on it, she did indeed. It's over the baseline. Uh, no, over the sideline in fact, it was right at the corner. And we will have a reset here. No. Yes, reset on the clock as well. So inbound pass goes to Hurst, then to Bishop. Back to Hurst on the handoff. She's still on the right-hand side. Goes left side now. Abrams. Oh, nice move there. Abrams inbound to Tolo on the left lane. And then Abrams just immediately cut to the basket. Got the hand back as Tolo moved it around her body. And just couldn't finish off with the layup. But it was fouled in the move. Abrams goes to the line and that's, um, well, that just shows you the form that the Capitals are in when we start to see these sorts of moves yeah, they're working. They're starting to execute their plays a lot better than they did in the first half. 63 plays 37 as Abrams converts and it is Jerry working away. Bree Farley driving left side and gets the foul off Abby Bishop. And I think uh, Sinclair was just stepping up to step in for Bishop there. No, in fact, Bishop is going to uh, Sinclair is going to step in for Tolo, who sits down. So 63-37. What do the AS do here to close up this gap? Well, obviously they're going to play some defence. Um, at the moment, the Caps are just running at will. Uh, they're taking it to them, moving the ball around very crisply, and uh, finding the gaps at the moment, but the Institute, they've just got to knuckle down in defence. Farley misses both and, Abr and Bishop comes up with a rebound. Jansen carrying it back. Abrams is on the left wing, but goes to the right side, gives it to Hurst. Bishop at top of the arc. Abrams at the left 45. Bishop! Oh, Rachel Jerry just had the hand up in the air and uh, Bishop in her movement managed to place her face on Jerry's elbow there <laughs> and uh, I know it sounds ridiculous but I guess Jerry gets called for it because she was inside Bishop's cylinder That's right. <laughs> as it is uh, well looking at the shooting percentages at the half time it was 55% plays 32% points in the paint the caps were 30 to 18 the points off the bench the capital 6 the AIS 13 at the half but the Caps continue to extend as 
It is 65-37, 5 minutes 26. Harrington now right side, Joy. Joy goes, uh, drives on Sinclair, then outlets to Jerry. Jerry back to Harrington. Harrington to Malt. Malt to Joy driving in. Gets into the paint and Joy, oh, leaves it well short. Farley going after it. Tried to get to the ball, but in fact must have thrown it back into a Capitals player. It's a long way away from where we're sitting. So Farley will inbound. Goes to Harrington, quickly sets for three off the iron and it lands straight in the hands of Natalie Hurst. Abrams now over the top. Oh, Bishop got herself basket side of the defence. Farley fouled her then, no call. Jerry was doing as much as she could to keep over the top of her and in the end, Bishop had three attempts, no basket. Yeah, just working on her uh, stats. Yeah. Not the one she wants though. No. Pushes it forward, Hurst. Then it's Abrams. Abrams, way up and gets the foul off Harrington. So the Caps really opening it up. It's a 32-point lead with a shot to come. That was a good play by Kelly Abrams there too. She put the ball to the floor and a uh, little hesitation move. Throws the defender and just got inside her. Made the jump shot. Yep, and the AIS, importantly, now with 14 fouls on them with 4 minutes 39 seconds left to go in the quarter. The bonus is made, and it's 68, plays 37 here at Southern Cross Stadium as Madgen's back into the game. Hand off to Farley. Farley zigzags on Jansen, and oh, Jansen just going to be called for the foul there as she got... Um, well, she got Madgen out of position, but uh, Madgen was smart enough to be able to uh, jack up a shot there and uh, get the contact. So she drew the contact there as Farley will go to the line. Jerry is uh, off. I didn't see who was the sub on then Malt. for Jerry. It was Malt. So Farley makes one from two and it's back to a 30-point deficit as Pereira, Sinclair, Bibby, Bishop and Jansen out on the floor. Jansen gets the bounce pass over the top, goes to Bishop. Bishop, turnaround jump shot as Madgen left her. She goes, well, I'll have the basket then. Yeah, just <laughs> turned around. Well, there's no one near me. I better shoot this. <laughs> as Joy, hand off to Harrington. Harrington then to... Uh, Madgen, Madgen now to Malt, Malt driving down the left lane turns it back for Joy who knocks it down from the left hand elbow 70 to 40 and now the AAS is going basket for basket but unfortunately the 30 point deficit is going to mean that the uh, Caps are just going to be able to run these drills. Over the top Sinclair gets it from Jerry Sinclair pumps it up, Pereira wrestling for the rebound gets it out towards Sinclair and uh, Bishop Bibby, Bishop, inside Sinclair, turnaround, jump shot, leaves it on the back of the iron. Madgen does the clean-up. Uh, just uh, a little bit lackadaisical here, both teams. Joy, oh, that time Sinclair. Again, Sinclair has been a little bit lazy tonight. Hasn't been right up in the face of uh, Joy and uh, has allowed her player to shoot over her. Malt this time as a Sinclair pass intercepted. It was intended for Bibby. Dan Malt will finish it off. 70 plays 44 here with three minutes left to go in the third term. And, uh, well, I, I'd say, uh, well, Tolo back in for Bishop, but I'd say Graffy wouldn't be happy with uh, some of the stuff she's seeing. I think uh, Michaela Dalgleish might be coming in for Sinclair. 
Well, we've already got uh, three bench players out there at the moment. So mm. The Caps are trying a few things with them. Yep. Jerry. In fact, it's four because Bibby wasn't a starter. Well, I, I don't, I'm sorry, I should yeah. check that. I don't think Bibby was a starter tonight. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, you just don't expect to, uh, to see that, do you? Well, they haven't got the starters marked, unfortunately, on the score sheet I've got here. But Jansen sits down for Dalgleish. And it will be Bibby at the line as the AS now in the bonus. So, Bibby makes the first. 71 plays, 44. Second one is on its way, and it's all net. 72 plays, 44. 2 minutes, 44. Madgen outlets to Malt. Malt should have taken the three. It was there. In the end, goes back to Madgen on the baseline, and Tolo pulls down the rebound. Malt brings Tolo to the ground. As, oh, Pereira falling on the ground. That's a travel. How's it a jump ball? She's lying on the ground, rolling with the ball in her hand. That's a travel. Yes, it's, I think it's the, the rule has changed a little bit. But when you're on the ground. When you're on the ground, but oh, she okay. did roll over, so I think that does constitute a travel. As uh, Madgen gives it back to Joy. Gee, Joy's been impressive tonight. She has not been afraid to take on the toll timber of the Capitals and has been rewarded for it with points. I can see a worried look on Graffy's face at the moment. I don't, I don't think she's enjoying this little patch at the moment yeah. at all. Well, I guess one of the goals for the AAS when you see that Dandenong did a 72-point job on the link was not to let that happen to them. And for Coach Graff, you would say to your girls, well, come on, this is a game we should win. Make a statement. I think it's all about getting them ready for finals. It's not the, the actual margin, I don't think. It's executing their offence and uh, getting their defence right as well. Well, Joy comes off after making the two. 72 plays, 46. Dalgleish with the ball in her hand. Goes back to Bowley. Bowley to Dalgleish. Sinclair's trying to get position in the paint. They go outside to Pereira. Her shot's off the front of the ring. I've got to say Pereira, Bibby, both from the Rangers. So yep. a, couple, a couple of former Rangers out on the floor here now. Pereira leaves the layup short. It was a good idea. Madgen runs the floor. Sinclair. Oh, I thought Sinclair got a block on that shot. The ref said it was arm. And Madgen will go to the line to shoot two. And with a minute 48 seconds left to go, 72-46. Caps in control as Pereira sits down and Hurst goes back out there. And, uh, well, the Caps with 14 fouls. The AIS with, uh, well, that's over five now. Madgen rattles it in and out. I think Sinclair's in foul trouble as well at the moment. I will tell you that Peter Sinclair coming into the quarter had three personal fouls. I think it's now four. So it's now four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you might as well leave her out there and see how long she can play. Also a good test for her to play under the foul pressure. Bowley goes to Bibby. Bibby back to Hurst. On the left side is Dalgleish. Dalgleish kicks back to Hurst for three. A downtown three from Natalie Hurst. She was a good step back from the three-point arc and she nailed it. 75 plays, 46. 
minute and 15 left to go in the third term. Well, Natty's the on-court leader out there at oh, the moment. Row called for a travel. <laughs> yeah, she is indeed. And uh, that's a big call because uh, I, I guess Bibby is more your shooting guard, isn't she? And uh, whilst Hurst is certainly a shooting guard, Hurst is... Uh, really taken to the role vacated by Tully. Yeah, of leading of the, this uh, team. Yeah, of the, uh, of the on-court leader. Oh, Caitlin, uh, sorry, Madigan fell to the ground. Malt comes up with a steal, kicks it off to Harrington, who pulls back to set the play. Bounce pass inside. Oh, she's pushed a pass to Rowe. Rowe, pull-up jump shot, banks it in from the left elbow. Rowe uh, has had uh, her patches throughout this season. She's shown some some good signs there but just not consistent enough no that's that's the age of these girls as well it's, they've got a lot to learn but oh, oh. Bowley what a pass oh. along the baseline to Bibby who was in the corner Bowley was there but not there enough and uh, I thought uh, Hurst would have been getting that foul from Harrington but Hurst has been called for the foul I thought that was a pretty good hip and shoulder that Harrington put on Hurst <laughs> that time, but I guess you uh, look at it as the defender wasn't stationary when the hip and shoulder was placed. So well, Harrington on the fifth team foul will go to the line. Yeah, and that's why we're sitting here and we're not referees. Yep, because I've got no idea. Neither have I. <laughs> Harrington to the line. I didn't see what foul that was for Hurst, but Harrington makes the first. And we're back to a 30-point ball game. And Harrington makes two from two. 78 plays, 50 here with 21 seconds left to go. Dalglish has set herself in the corner. Hurst is by herself just on the half court. Just favouring the left-hand side. She goes right, gets a handoff from Sinclair, takes it all the way, can't bank the shot in. Oh, Rowe got the rebound. She gave a pretty good slap on Sinclair's hand as the shot went up. And at quarter time, Dalgleish puts the last shot in the air. It rattles around the iron. And it's 78 points to 50 here at three-quarter time at Southern Cross Stadium. And once again, the Caps just showing that they have uh, well and truly got control of this game. They definitely do, and um, actually Graffy is uh, using a bench a lot now. And whilst at times it looked lacklustre, they put on 28 points in the quarter to um, to the AIS who shot uh, 14 points. In fact, no, no, no they shot 21 points, sorry. Well, that's a pretty good half or quarter of basketball for both teams, mm. offensively-wise. But... Uh, just the AIS, little bit of inexperience there and uh, a few poor shot selections. But I have to say, been impressed with Michelle Joy's game tonight. She's not been afraid to uh, go hard at the bigs of the Capitals. And uh, once again, you see one or two players stepping up, but you don't see the whole team stepping up all at one time, which is the frustrating thing for Dean Kinsman. Well, if they did that, they'd be in the top five. Um <laughs> You know, as I say, they are a very young team, um, and it is very hard to get these girls to be all playing good basketball at the same time. Um, I think you're right. I think Joy's been the, the standout for AOS. Um, and you can really raffle it at the other end because oh. Coach Graff has been able to rotate so yeah. many players. That's right. As, and uh, she has the luxury to do that. Yeah. Well, it is. It is a great squad that she's put together, <laughs> and. 
you know, when we saw late in that quarter last night that uh, she was running muscle wide as the floor leader with Dalgleish, uh, Pereira, Jansen, Bowley, all on the floor at the same time, and you go, well, in a few other teams, you've got about three starters on the floor. <laughs> so not, not a bad little uh, way to be, is it? No. Uh, to go about eight, nine deep. It is 78 plays, 50. Of course, one thing Tom Maraway said is the best defensive team wins. And at the moment, Coach Graff would not be happy that the opposition team scored 50 points already. They'd like to keep their teams down below about 55 for the game. So um, unless they have an unbelievable defensive quarter, you'd think that that team goal will be exceeded here. So um, something they can work on. Oh, definitely. It's Bibby to Bishop and Bibby. What a lost, finisher. Lost control of the ball but still got got it back to score. It was rattling around in her hand as she put yeah. it up into the air. As uh, It is now Malt. Malt for three. Rattles in and out of the iron. Madgen pulls it down. As Madgen now goes right side to Ireland. Ireland to Madgen for three again. That time it's all net. As uh, I've just got the stats to hand now, so I'll try and pick out some of the important ones. Shooting percentage, 48 for the Caps, 38 for the AAS. Bishop, turnaround jump shot again, Madgen. Just not playing tight enough on Abby Bishop. Abby Bishop goes to 23 points for the game. Uh, impressive run. Ireland now goes to Madgen. Madgen makes the shot, but called for the charge. No. no. Well, we've called a, uh, a blocking foul against Natalie Hurst. So it's a three fouls against Hurst. I thought Hurst was set then. Uh, Too far away, really, to make that call. Madgen makes the bonus and she goes to at least 13 points for the game. As Hurst brings it down the floor. Top of the arc. Sinclair, now to Bibby, Bibby to Pereira, Pereira back to Hurst for three. Oh, that looked good out of the hand. And Natalie Hurst continues her great season. I've got her with at least 13 points for the game. Joy for three off the iron, dabbing the rebound down, and that's going to be Natalie Hurst's fourth personal foul. As... Uh, she racks up. Well, that's interesting. It wasn't called on Natalie Hurst then because she had two personal fouls at three-quarter time. So I'm not sure who they called that one on. As uh, oh, Intercept by Pereira there as the ball was going to Malt. Malt gets back in time and makes it hard. Madgen pulls down the rebound, quickly goes to Joy. Joy pushes it into the corner for Farley. Farley takes on Bishop, gets her to the floor. Joy goes for another two points. And Michelle Joy makes it out to about 23 points for the game. The Institute coming back a bit. Trying their hardest there. Yep. As They're not going to stop. Oh, Bishop again, just inside the three-point arc. Joy standing <laughs> back on it. No one is marking up on Bishop tight enough tonight. And uh, it's not just one player now. Oh, inbound pass, tapped away by, uh, well, it was tapped away by the Caps and uh, unfortunately 
the AIS got a touch on it before it went over the sideline, so Pereira will have it in the backcourt, inbounds it to Hurst. Free throw percentage, uh, Mark, 83 to the Caps, 57 to the AIS. Oh, 57. So they've had 19 from 23 at three-quarter time, the AIS 13 from 23. Madgen into the paint, called for the travel. And uh, once again, they're just trying, they're overthinking it, in fact, sometimes with these travels because they're getting into a position where they should have either gone for the shot or pushed the pass, yeah. but they see it's closed up. Their, what they had planned to do had closed up and they didn't have the contingency. That's just their, uh, their skill level under pressure isn't, uh, isn't the best yet. But oh, Bishop again, shooting over the top of Joy. Madgen pulls down the rebound. Farley in the corner. Who gets the ball, has to push it to Malt at the half court. Malt gets it to Ireland. Ireland goes back to Joy, cross court. Gives it off to uh, Madgen, who puts it into the body of Bishop. Bishop has a bounce off her, goes back to Madgen. And something out of nothing there, Madgen gets the shot to drop. 87-60 as Bishop has the ball on the left lane. Bishop into the paint, feeds it up, gets the shooter's roll. And Bishop now... Well, I'll need to add about four points on to Jess Bishop. Uh, sorry, uh, 20, I'm going to say 27 points for Abby Bishop. And uh, she already had uh, nine rebounds at three-quarter time. So a fairly solid double-double once again for Abby Bishop tonight as the timeout has been called by the AIS. So well, Abby Bishop's certainly in all-star form. Oh, there's yep. no doubt about that. 71% from the line, which has been her, uh, well, been a bit of an Achilles heel. She's only shooting 47% from the field, 8 from 17. She gets so many looks. and I remember the first game she played for the Capitals. She was 3 from 20 at the end of the game. She just is a player that knows how to get the basket and to get the look and not afraid, even when they're not dropping, to still go at the basket. And if you're going to be a post player and going to be a quality post player, you have to have that confidence. Well, you've got to have that mental attitude. And, and her mental attitude at the moment is that no one is going to stop her. So, Natalie, so she is going to go to the basket, take her shots, uh, no matter who's guarding her. Natalie Hurst, four from seven from the field, two from three outside, and uh, with about 13 points for the game. She also has eight rebounds at three-quarter time. So with 6 minutes 19 left to go in the game, it's 89 plays 60. And uh, the AIS would be happy with this quarter so far. They've put on 10 points. Unfortunately, their opposition have put on 11. So it has has been a run-and-gun sort of game. But, uh, well... The the best part is that the AIS are matching them at the moment. 17 turnovers to 13. So that number for their caps isn't good, 13 turnovers. And uh, looking at rebounds... Well, it's 37 rebounds to 20 for the Capitals. Rowe goes for a big three-pointer. It rattles out. Joy pulls down the rebound. Oh, fade away. Banked in by Michelle Joy. You think this, uh, this game would be one that a few coaches would want to have a look at for some recruiting? Oh, definitely. I think she's still got another year at least at the AIS, though. Yeah. Dalgleish. Are they saying that? Bishop only spent a year at the AIS before uh, she came and joined the Caps. Baseline, Sinclair, well, just pinned for the travel. You're shaking uh, your head yeah, there, Mark. I'm, 
I don't know where they're pulling these ones from. There has been a few phantom travels yes. tonight. Uh, maybe uh, it was a men's game, you'd say the third leg move, but <laughs> inbound ball, turnaround jump shot by Rowe. Oh, she can't get it to drop tonight. And Hurst is off to the races. Backing away is Hurst. Island watching her. Tolo, top Whoa. of the key. Well, she knew Bibby would be cutting to the baseline. Unfortunately, Bibby was through and passed into the corner by the time that pass was released. 89, play 62 here at Southern Cross Stadium. The Caps will go to 20 games undefeated at Southern Cross Stadium. AIS, Gaze, gives it right side to coming. Now goes to Rowe. Rowe, back to Ireland. Ireland pushes it outside. Coming had set herself, and that was all net. 89, play 65, as where it's the halfway point of the last quarter. And Capitals aren't giving up any fight. Abrams back out, uh, sorry, AIS aren't giving up on the fight as Abrams goes back out there with Bowley. Hand off to Hurst. Hurst. Watched by Ireland. Over the top to Bowley. Hands back. Oh, Hurst. Too easy. She just... And that, that play, you've seen three or four players with the hand off to the man on the lane, yep. or the girl on the lane, yep. and then they've had their choice. You've had a cutter inside or out that they could go to with a layup, the result. 91 uh, play 65. It was good vision by Natty as well because she noticed that the split line had moved. So she went baseline on that cut, got, got the ball back and reverse layup. Well, the AS still haven't really gone hard into a zone, have they? No. It's been man on man the whole game. As both teams with trips down the floor haven't scored. Gaze on the baseline, bounces off the backboard. And yep, Hurst well and truly got a double-double. Bowley at the other end, coming, nothing she could do about it. And Bowley gets the score. That's her... Fourth point for the game. That's fast break basketball. Yep. Nice to watch. As Ireland goes to coming. Left side to Gaze. Inside to Joy. Couldn't bank that one in. Abrams picked up the rebound. Hurst at the other end. Hands off to Sinclair. And Gaze has been called for the foul. Timeout being called. And... Uh, didn't see who's called that timeout. Uh, AIS, AIS used their second. Yeah. First foul on Kate Gaze. Uh, Natty Hurst gone to the bench. Chantella Pereira come in for her. And, uh, well, what is Grappy saying to the team right now? 93 to 65. They've controlled the game. They've controlled the tempo of the game right throughout. What do you want from this last three and a half minutes? I think she'd like to see the uh, at the defensive end some uh, better blocking out, um, limit limit their opportunities. Um, offensively, she'd want to get through a few sets and uh, get players in motion and get players touch of the ball. Any particular plays you think that now's the opportunity to run? We've seen the post handoff has been successful most games. We've seen uh, this weekend. We've seen. Abrams taking a much more aggressive stance on the floor, yep. which is a, is a great sign going into finals and knowing that you're at the top of the table, two games clear with two rounds to go. You want to see big game players, captains and, uh, and championship players just with that confidence that they're not going to dish off anymore. They're going to start taking the shots that are there because all of a sudden teams that have played them once and twice that have gone, oh, I can stand back a bit here because she's always dishing. 
they're all starting to think, damn, I can't give them a step. No, and that's the beauty of the Caps. You can't give any of these players uh, an open look because they will take it. Sinclair um, makes one from two. And Graffy has uh, the utmost faith in all of their all of the players. So. I'll tell you what, I'm saved here, Mark. Stats are back online. Uh, Bishop's on 27-2 as coming. She works it into the corner for Gaze. Rattles in and out, but that's uh, about the only offensive play we see being run at the moment. See, either give it a joy and see if she can make some magic or open up the outside lanes. Abrams go. hands off to Dalgleish. Dalgleish cuts inside, but this time they go back outside to Bowley. Bowley gives it off to... Abrams, Abrams gives it back to Dalglish and knocks down a three. So, and there's a player that doesn't need a, an invitation to take a shot. Right. Gaze, left side, goes to Malt. Malt uh, back over to Cumming. She likes the three-pointers too. And 97 plays 68. Now the Caps haven't hit 100 all season. And we've got three, and we've got two minutes and 20 seconds. You'd think there'd be a fair chance. Abrams trying to get the ball. Pereira holding onto it a little bit long. And then, uh, unfortunately, Dalglish threw it out of play. Bowley just wasn't... Uh, Bowley wasn't close enough at all. As AIS set up, Harrington gets away from Pereira. So, it's Harrington Malt in the backcourt. Malt gets it now. Gaze across to Madgen. Madgen... Called on a travel. And it was too. Yeah. That one was an actual travel. <laughs> it's uh, Again, another their, turnover. Their feet thinking before their head. AIS 21 turnovers to 16 for the Capitals. That's far hey. too many turnovers for both teams. Madgen now. Well, Madgen uh, just looking up. She thinks she's uh, just got a fifth foul on the board perhaps. Oh. It's a fourth though. So Kelly Abrams sits down and Jansen goes back out. Always a, a big cheer when Lauren Jansen comes out onto the floor. She's got a few fans in the crowd. And uh, Sunday afternoon basketball here for the Capitals. They don't play Sunday afternoons too often and not a bad crowd for this local derby. Yeah, it's a lot more than I expected. Oh, Jansen driving in and Madgen who... Just was sliding into position there. Jansen slipped over oh, and... Uh, that's a fifth now. Madgen's out of the game. Uh, that's a frustrating one. It was a bit like before where Jerry uh, managed to uh, have Abby Bishop headbutt her elbow. <laughs> it's a, you're slipping over. You, you, you didn't do anything really other than stand there. But you're the transgressor. Pereira inside to Bowley. Bowley tries to jack up... Uh, uh, well, I don't know if he called a hook shot or a layup, but it was a long way away from the glass. Didn't fall, and across it's um, uh, Malt outside to Gaze. Oh, good work by Cumming. Taps it away. Ooh. Oh, another heavy hit. Harrington and Bowley. Harrington, I wouldn't be surprised if she's winded there because Bowley and Harrington both going after the ball. Nothing malicious, but it was a big shoulder into the rib cage. That time from make, the it, make that one worse, Pereira came in and she committed the foul. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they just said the other one was, uh, was play the game. Yeah. All right, looking at top scorers, 23 points for Joy, 18 for Madgen, who's now fouled out of the game. Then the next best is eight for Cumming. As Cumming goes to inbound the ball, Harrington, Gaze, 
Gaze watched by Dalgleish. Over to Cummings. Good. Well, 14-foot jump shot that time. And Cummings goes to double figures. It's Bishop with 27, Bibby with 18, and Abrams with 17 points. A great game from the captain today as the AIS really pressuring the defence that time and Sinclair unable to get the shot away. Oh, it was good pressure by the AIS there. They double-teamed, nearly triple-teamed uh, Sinclair in the post there and she had nowhere to go. One minute left to go. AIS is stalled. They want to surely get that 100 points up just for the moral victory. Harrington, Gaze, inside to Joy for... Th- oh, no, it was a long-range two, but it was off to the left. And Sinclair wraps up the rebound. As at the other end, coming with a good layup. 99. Sorry? Pereira. Pereira with the layup. Yes, uh, I knew it was a former Ranger anyway. <laughs> oh, Joy called on the travel. I don't know how she travelled then. She grabbed the ball and went to pass it. Uh, I'm not sure on that one. 99 plays 70. We're inside the last minute. And 36 seconds left to go. Capital shooting at 51%. They want the 100. Pereira goes in. Oh, tried to get it over to Jansen. And that one's ours. So, Jansen to inbound the ball. Will we go for the Jackson play? Looking for a player get in the paint. No, it goes to Pereira outside. 26 seconds. Pereira. Pull-up jump shot in the paint. Doesn't fall. It's been thrown over the baseline by the AA. Well, no, they said that uh, the cap's got a touch yeah, on it. Pull-up Sinclair. Did it? Ricocheted off her. Full court pressure. Malt has to push it to half court for Joy. Joy gets into the front court. Now, do you hold on to this ball and run the game out just so you don't get beaten by a team into triple figures? Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Left side to Malt. Malt back to right side to Cummy. Cumming. Dumps off to Joy for three points and she makes the basket. Two seconds left. The Caps, Pereira, half court shot, run short and the Capitals a convincing victory in the end. 99 plays 70 and in that last quarter it was the Capitals only winning by one for the AIS never saying die. The good thing though was the Capitals played a lot of different combinations out there and that sets them up well for their run to the playoffs. Yeah, it, it gave Grafford the opportunity to rest uh, a lot of the, uh, the guns and uh, play the, uh, the bench and uh, get them ready for finals because you never know what's going to happen in finals time. Um, someone could get injured or yep. fouled out or whatever, so these guys have to be ready, be, uh, ready to play. In fact, uh, correction there is a score update. 99-72, to the AIS win the last quarter by a point. So uh, well, that's, that's, that's a good quarter for them. They deserve that. Looking at the leading scorers, it was Bishop with 27. I can't believe Bishop was left with nine rebounds when she had nine at three-quarter time. She had three in one play. <laughs> I don't know, but she hasn't got the double-double tonight. Huh. So Tolo, uh, with her points and uh, rebounds, she got the to 10. Bishop with 27, Bibby with 18, then it's Abrams with 17, oh, just as the uh, score drops out again. <laughs> oh, not having much luck. We might hear from some of the players and wrap it up here from the Southern Cross Stadium here on Sport Radio. It is the Capitals 
easy winners. Well, Kel, an interesting couple of games for the Capitals and for yourself. It's great to see you shooting again after being a defender all year. You've been let off the leash. Yeah, oh, you know, look, I take the opportunities I feel when they present themselves and, um, you know, I found myself on the on the receiving end of some pretty good passes tonight and executing offences pretty well and, um, you know, I was knocking them down so I was pretty pleased with that. And you were able to rest Tracy and got good support from Mariana and also Abby. Yeah, look, terrific. And, you know, that's, that's a reflection of this team. And, um, you know, we've got great depth. And, you know, uh, it just goes to show that, you know, if one person's in foul trouble, then other people can step up and, and rise to that challenge. And all in all, how are you feeling with the season and the way you're progressing now? Because it's an interesting run into the playoffs you've got with Townsville, Logan and also Perth. Yeah, um, you know, I think the momentum that we're carrying at the moment is pretty good um, heading into the finals. Um, You know, the feeling's pretty high amongst the group and, um, you know, we're certainly looking forward to entering into the finals and, you know, Townsville will be a great opportunity for us, a great test for us before we head into the finals. We'll expect a a finals-type match when we're up there. We we don't get any, uh, any home support there, definitely, but... You know, look, the momentum carrying into the finals, uh, you couldn't ask for better, you know. You see um, good individual performances and people stepping up off the bench, you know. Like Chantelle Pereira, for me, is it's a huge impact for us coming off the bench, as are other players, obviously, but, um, you know, they're really critical. And, of course, uh, well, uh, rugby is always on the cards when you get up to Townsville, but we've seen some pretty physical games the last two nights. Is the heat that you've been experiencing here a good preparation for when you do play in council? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, that's, that's more likely going to happen heading into the final. So that's just one of those things about handling adversity that we need to take into account. And, uh, you know, I think typically finals matches are grudge matches and they are physical. So um, to play AAS physically and play Logan physically and certainly heading up to Townsville, um, good preparation for us for finals. All the best. Thank you. Well, Graffy... Everything said, you controlled the game right throughout, but the AS won the last quarter, so you got something to rip the bills about all week. No, mate, it's like, it was the bench, you know. I mean, it's, well, you've got to take these things realistically. You know, I've played a lot of our, our starting group and our core group in that first half to get that playoff feel, and then you say, well, OK, we've got a lead, let the, you know, let the bench have a go. So it's going to be different when they're playing, you know. Um, you know plus we had two, two down, you know, Beattie and Musselwhite out of that rotation mix. So... Look, I was impressed with these two today. I thought they played with great intensity. They challenged us on the glass. You know, they played a style that's great for us to practice against. So, you know, I think that was a reasonable effort. You know, it would have been nicer to keep them to 65 or under, yeah, but, you know, our core group played the way I wanted them to play for the most part. So. And uh, Tracy, is this going to be a problem leading into finals? Mate, look, it's, it's just a management thing. If we've got the opportunity to rest some people with, you know, overuse-type injuries that aren't going to heal before the season, then it's a good chance to do that. You know, we had her there in case we needed her, but... Um, you know, it was the, the Medico's recommendation that if we could limit her minutes or not play her, it's going to be much more beneficial. So, um, you know, if we, you know, that's that's the beauty of, you know, for us, I guess, with this, the schedule. We've had most of our tough games out of the way. You know, we've got, you know, lower-ranked opponents other than Townsville and a bye. So it's got to, it gives us a chance to just lighten up a little bit on those and hopefully alleviate some of the problems and get them a little more ready for finals. Mariano and uh, Abby are showing that the, the confidence they're getting inside and they're not taking a backward step no matter who is their opposition. We've seen it all year, but uh, tonight it was really highlighted. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, they're still reasonably... Well, Tolo's fresh out of these two bishops, not that far out. You know, they still see it as their old club and they go out to prove a point like everyone does against their old club. And obviously they've got confidence. You know, they've 
they've played, you know, they're just out of there. So they know a lot of those young players and, you know, and they've, they've got a bit more maturity. So, you know, I think Tolo in particular showing improvement. She struggled a bit with her fouls tonight. But, you know, Bishop's, you know, she, she's a star in this league. There's no question. She's one of the leading post players in the league. So she should come out and have 20-point games against the AAF. Another one in uh, almost all-star five form is Natalie Hurst. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, was, I mean, Hurst, look, I, I think she's had a wonderful season her first season as a starting point guard for us, and she's, you know, certainly evolved as a young player. And, um, you know, I, I thought she was solid tonight. Not uh, not a shining light, but she certainly wasn't terrible. And I think the one for us was our captain. I think Kelly Abrams had probably the game of her season in terms of intensity and focus and, you know, cutting hard, penetrating, making correct dumps. I think she just, you know, she's setting the tone for our the rest of our team and how to play against in teams where you're expected to win and the playoffs are on the line. You know, she's really setting that up. And a lot of those uh, points were coming off your bench players. She was getting the feeds in from Bowley's and, uh, and uh, well, Pippi's hardly a bench player, but she was getting the feeds from players who aren't starting. Yeah, look, I, you know, that's what captains do. They know how to get the ball to the right people or share the load and get some other people involved. So I think, you know, she was in there with the core group a lot, but she was also in there, you know, at the end, certainly some of the bench and... You know, she, she did a great job of you know, leading the group and, and having them play at the intensity we need to play at. Well, all the best up north next weekend. Thanks, mate. Well, Dean Kidsman, two tough games and uh, in the end, winning the last quarter is uh, at least something you can take out of this one. Oh, yeah, I think with, not only that, I think we can take a lot of positives out of it because you, know, you come into the game where we're under man um, and looking at where we were at half, 20 down, yeah, it easily could be a 50-plus blowout game. Um, but I was really... Give credit to our girls today. I thought they really stuck it in there, and Tess Majesty and Rachel Jerry in particular, and Michelle Joy really, you know, really got after it. And uh, I'm really pleased for them to for them to personally play well. That was one of the things I noticed that Michelle Joy just didn't worry that it was Tolo and Bishop in front of her. That she was just driving at the basket and didn't let anything sort of worry her. Putting up shots on those big players and uh, in defence also yeah. was uh, was not afraid. Yeah. Well, look, you know. With being being undersized, sometimes you cause mismatches for the opposition. When they're six five, six seven, um, you know we could expose them out a little bit and rip them off the dribble and use our speed. And obviously, if we just played a quarter court, tried to pound it in, we weren't we weren't going to win that result. So we thought we'd open the floor up a little bit and back our girls to take them on. And I thought we did that really well. Uh, conversely, at the other end, they really sort of took us apart at the perimeter. Um, you know, too many uh, too many drives and too many missed blockouts from our perimeter people because I thought our bigs. Even though Abby got her points, I thought we did a reasonably good job on their bigs. Um, you know, but a, a perimeter people, just sort of Kelly 17, Jess 18, you know, that's just too many coming from there. It was interesting, though, because it didn't matter who you put on Abby Bishop, she was finding space. It was No one could get up in front of her. Yeah, look, she's got a few weapons. Uh, she's really developed her, uh, her mid-range and shot, and uh, so you close up on her, then she wraps around you. Uh, if you step off, she makes the shot, so she's... You know, she's worked hard at a few, and she's a lot fitter than, you know, she really gets up and down. Of course, she's so durable, and, um, you know, yeah, that was a tough one. We could front her, and then we could try and, you know, get around. So we were a bit undersized in that area. We tried to put more pressure on the perimeter from the passes coming in, but, yeah, look, she's a quality player. You know, at the end, that was a, a difference, probably. Now, you, you went into the game with the mindset you wanted to run hard, but when we saw Jerry and a couple of the other girls coming off, and they were looking exhausted in that first quarter... We were sort of wondering, did you go too hard? Did the girls expend too much energy there right at the beginning? Oh, I could well do, but I, I think they... You know, Rachel's been, been crook for about a week. So, uh, you know, we always knew that she was going to pay a, pay a price at some stage, especially uh, carrying a load on Friday night's game. And we knew that she was going to hit a wall 
but yeah, yeah. Look, I, I just think you know we gave him a plan and let's go for it and you know play as hard as we can for as long as we can. And I really think over 40 minutes we you know we really tried to stick at that. Certainly a better performance than Friday night. Next Friday against Dandenong, they're going to be red hot and you're obviously going to want to get everything in place and have them uh, have them ready for what will be a psychological game. Yeah, well, they've come off a heck of a game on the weekend and, you know, winning a WNBL game by 72 and keeping someone to 38, that's, and I think they had six or seven scorers in double figures, so it's not really like anyone, you know, really lit it up for them, so they're in good form and they obviously want to finish off their season strong, but, you know, we do too. Uh, we've got the advantage of, you know, freshening our girls up this week and the uh, majority of our girls don't go to school now, so they've got an opportunity to be able to do a few extra things during the week. Um, yeah, so, you know, we'll see how we go. All the best. Thanks for that. Well, Mark, just as we wrap it up here from Southern Cross Stadium, the win streak goes to 20 now for the Caps, and they are looking good as they go to Townsville, Logan, and then here, Perth, to wrap up their season, their regular season. Yeah, that, uh, that road trip to uh, Townsville and Logan, that is going to be a very hard road trip. Uh, Logan up there, they're very hard to beat. Um, yeah, well, they've lost about six games within... Uh, four points or yeah, something like yeah. that. So they've been very competitive all year mm. and they're very well coached. Yeah, last night was all not all a reflection on how that team has no, performed throughout no. the year. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Townsville, obviously, they're on fire, you know. Well, Will Buckle's up there and uh, he's giving them what for. He is. They're sitting second place at the moment on the ladder. So, you know, both of the teams would be wanting a psychological advantage because no matter who finishes first or second, they're playing for a home grand final in that game. Yeah, that's right, and um, I think Townsville are going to be uh, uh, very scary uh, for the Caps when they get up there because um, I'm pretty sure Bucks will have some uh, uh, little plans to uh, upset the Caps band bandwagon. So. And one interesting thing out of this game, Tracy Beattie not on the floor at all, so the Caps did it without one tall. Yeah, I think... Um, Gruffy was just uh, resting uh, Tracy. I think she's got a bit of a foot problem. Um, I don't think it's much to worry about, so she just thought she'd give her a rest. Mm. And, well, that, and that gave Tolo a lot of time as well. So, Well, all in all, it was an interesting game. Caps had control of it right from the start. There was no lead changes, no. and the Caps just really controlled the pace and when they needed to. They just hit the accelerator, drew out a points break, to the AAS's credit, they kept fighting, but they were just unable to um, they were just unable to match the experience and knowledge that the uh, Caps could put out at any point of the uh, of the game, being so deep. Yeah, uh, you know, to the uh, Institute's credit, you know, uh, um, Jerry wasn't uh, 100% uh, after the first quarter, so they lost another big there. Um, but overall, I thought they played quite well. Well, Mark, pleasure to have you join us here on Sport Radio's Capitals Basketball. Next week, it is Dandenong versus the AAS on Friday night. I hope you can join us for that one. But uh, on behalf of Mark 